Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Welcome, everyone, to Senior Care Live, Kansas City's only talk radio program dedicated to our seniors and their caregivers. The mission of this program, Senior Care Live, is to provide information, education, and resources for those caring for an elderly loved one. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting, and I, I just I want to thank you for joining me here today. Thank you so much for spending part of your day, part of your morning with me in this program. I really and truly appreciate that. Thank you so much. And as you know by now, Senior Care Live is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information that can truly, truly help you. You can absolutely depend on this program to help you in your journey caring for your aging parents and other elderly loved ones. And you know, the reason that I don't just limit this to aging parents, although, I mean, that, that's a, that's a huge, huge percentage of the listenership and, and the caring that's happening out there. But, you know, I also hear from and work from a lot of, you know, older spouses caring for, for an aging spouse. Uh, I cared for and was responsible for my own grandparents. And, uh, a lot of times you're caring for another family member, a neighbor, someone from church. So that's why I always say aging parents and other elderly loved ones, because it's all about caring for our seniors. So if you have a question about this program or how we can help you and your family, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so call now, 1-800-331-6445. You can check out our website at Senior Care Live. That's L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. And if you visit the website, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and sign up for the e-newsletter, and let's get connected. And if you want to learn more about my firm, Senior Care Consulting, you can check that out online. Again, Senior Care Consulting, I-N-G, SeniorCareConsulting.com. This is where uh, my firm offers a highly specialized and very personal, deeply personal service where we can help you find the right care facility for your elderly loved ones. So, for example, here here's a good example. If home is no longer an option and you're not able to keep up with the care demands and now you need to look at a care facility, whether you need to find an assisted living facility, a nursing home, or maybe even an Alzheimer's dementia care unit, this is where we can help you. We'll help you through the entire process in a very short period of time. We'll help you make the best decision possible and you will get it right the first time. No guessing. You can sleep well at night knowing you did your very best. There is no other service like this, period. 
And guess what? We don't accept reimbursement from the care communities. We work for you. We work with you on behalf of you and your family, and that's the right way to do it, and that's how I've been doing this in my company for 13 years. So if this resonates with you, if this is connecting with you and you want to reach out for a free consultation, or you may just want to just visit about that, again, just give a call anytime. Also, I love to make presentations. I'm out in the public making presentations all the time. So if here's an invitation. If your business, your company, your civic organization, or your church is interested in having me make a presentation to your group, contact me and let's make that happen. All right. So on the program today... You know, last week I talked about long-term care insurance and how to pay for care. And today I'm going to touch on Medicaid and uh, as a way to pay for care. And we're going to limit this to how do you you pay for for, for nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Primarily going to stick with the nursing home examples today. But I'll tell you what, almost every single day I'm asked by people in lots of different situations, single, married, have a lot of assets, don't have many assets left, and just just all over the board. I'm asked all the time about Medicaid and how it works. And let me say, Medicaid is one of the most misunderstood programs around. It's just it's just very complicated, and uh, so just I, I guess I, I guess the warning is proceed with caution. We're not going to do a senior care uh, alert or a consumer alert today. I don't have a rant in me today. I, I'm in uh, uh, in a good mood, and, and it's all good there. But just seriously, proceed with caution. As I mentioned last week, be real careful who you talk to about your uh, your advice and instruction because there's gosh there's so much bad information here i go on a rant i'm not going to do it all right so i like to describe medicaid as a safety net that says if you outlive your assets and you need care in a nursing home then medicaid is kind of that safety net that says hey we we've got you here you outlive your assets we will help cover the cost for nursing home so let's jump into this and at risk of you know i thought about this as I was preparing for the program today, and I thought, this is kind of complicated to do this over the radio. And then I thought, well, no, let's give it a shot. So I'm going to try to make this very, very understandable over radio without graphics and without video and all that sort of thing. So let me say, qualifying for Medicaid, this is an asset-tested program. So you have exempt assets and you have countable assets. So let's separate these out. Exempt assets include your house, for now, I'll address that later, a vehicle, a prepaid funeral plan, a small amount of life insurance, and all of the stuff in your house. Almost everything else is a a countable asset. So a countable asset would include primarily your liquid assets, such as your checking account, savings account, money market, mutual funds, CDs, all of those sort of things. Now, I'm going to give an example of this a little bit later, and this is where it gets it just can get too complicated. I'm going to try to kind of hang right in the middle here, but your retirement accounts are exempt in Kansas and they're countable in Missouri. I'm going to give a a very very powerful example of why that is an important bit of information, and I'll cover that here in a little bit. 
To qualify for Medicaid, you must spend down your countable liquid assets. So if you hear hear the term spend down, that means you have X dollars and you have to spend them down. You have to spend down to $2,000 or less in the state of Kansas, $999 or less in the state of Missouri. So this is a federal program. It's administered state to state, and so usually see some state differences. Kansas and Missouri, they're, they're pretty similar. They're, they're pretty close, but there are a few differences. That's one of them. It's, that's not a very big deal. A thousand, or excuse me, $2,000 to 999. Either way, you're just about broke, and that's not much money left. But then at that point, you qualify. So the question is, Steve, what can you spend the money on when you're spending down? All right, great question. Of course, you can pay for your care at the nursing home. Obviously, you need to pay for your medications and some of your other daily and monthly costs. But here's a big one. You can buy a prepaid funeral plan. Well, why do I want to do that, Steve? Well, let me tell you, this is just, this is smart business. A prepaid funeral plan is an exempt asset. So you can take a countable asset of cash, spend eight or $10,000 on a prepaid funeral plan, and now that money is now an exempt asset, and you don't have to spend it down to qualify. So it's just very smart business to do that. And if you don't do that, and then later on you pass away, someone else has to come up with the eight to $10,000 for your final expenses. So it just makes sense to do that. While you have the cash to purchase one, just it's just a good business move. You can pay off debt. That's right. You can pay off debt. You can buy a car and you can make home repairs. These are just uh, a few examples of what you can spend your money on when spending down. For a single person, the spend down and qualification, it's just it's a pretty simple, straightforward process. However, it gets very complicated very, very quickly for a married couple. And, you know, back in the day, couples actually used to get divorced. And this just kind of blows me away, but you'll understand what they're trying to do here in just a second. But they used to get divorced so that they could divide their assets so that the community spouse, the spouse who's still doing fine, living independently in the home, so that the community spouse didn't have to go broke paying for the high cost of care for the institutionalized spouse or the spouse who was ill needing care in a nursing home. And you fast forward to today, a married couple can do what's called a division of assets. And what that means is that they can divide their liquid assets on paper without getting a divorce. So someone in the government said, look, this is the United States of America, the greatest country that there ever has ever been and ever will be. It's ridiculous that we're forcing people to get divorced so that one spouse doesn't become impoverished due to the high cost of care of the other spouse. So you can do that. And right after the break, I'm going to get into some of the details that is just very, very interesting, and you don't want to miss that. The Senior Care Live Trivia Question of the Week, and here's a setup. 
A person falls and breaks their hip. They go to the hospital. They have surgery, and they're discharged to a skilled nursing facility for rehab. Under the Medicare benefit, Medicare will pay 100% of the cost of rehab for how many days? 10 days, 20 days, 50 days, or 100 days? The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now toll-free 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so call now toll-free 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you don't have a radio, say you're getting out of the car and you're going to the house, you're like, man, I want to listen to the rest of that program, but I don't have a radio. No worries at all. This program can stream live to any electronic device. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com in the upper left-hand corner. There's a very obvious button that says Listen Live. You click it, and it'll stream right to your, your smartphone, your tablet, laptop, computer, etc., etc. It is really that simple. All right, the Senior Care Live trivia question of the week. And again, the setup, a person falls, they break their hip. This is really, really super common. They go to the hospital, they have some surgery, and then they're discharged to a skilled nursing facility for rehab. Under the Medicare benefit, Medicare will pay 100% of the cost of rehabilitation for how many days? A, 10 days. B, 20 days. C, 50 days. Or D, 100 days. What's your answer? All right, drum roll, please. Okay, here we go. The answer is B, 20 days. It's a little bit of a trick question because Medicare will actually extend benefits all the way up to a maximum of 100 days per incident, but they only pay 100% for 20 days, days 21 through 100, there's a copay that's picked up by most Medicare supplement insurance policies. So the answer is B, 20 days, Medicare will pay 100% of the cost of rehab for up to 20 days. All right, back to Medicaid, and uh, we're getting into the weeds a little bit. It's a little bit of a complicated uh, Topic and, and, and situation. I mean, there's just so many aspects of this. So I'm trying to break it down and making it super simple. Uh, and hopefully this is, <laughs> this is going over well and hopefully it's not getting over your head. And by the way, every time I sit down with one of my clients for senior care consulting, I explain all of this custom tailored to their specific situation and their needs. And so I just want to let you know that that's just part of the service provided by Senior Care Consulting. So we were talking about the division of assets and how does the spend down affect a married couple? Because now we're into a much more of a, uh, of a complex situation. So 
You don't have to get divorced anymore. There's the division of assets opportunity here. The maximum that can be divided is $238,440, which would be 119220 on each side of the ledger. Let's say the left side is for the husband, and he needs the nursing home care. The right side is for the wife, and she is considered the community spouse. She can still live independently at their home and uh, and is still doing pretty well. So the spouse needing the care, institutionalized spouse, I kind of hate that word, but that's what they call it. They spend their side down to, again, $2,000 in Kansas, $999 in Missouri, and boom, they qualify. And this essentially protects one half of the assets for the community spouse. So hopefully that makes sense. You just divide the liquid assets, again, checking, savings, money, market, mutual, all the sort of things I already talked about. Divide half on one side, half on the other. The nursing, the person needing the nursing home in this side, left side on the husband, spends his side down. The wife's side is still intact. This is an opportunity where some planning can really, really help. So what can the nursing home spouse spend their half on? You'll notice that the spend down looks much different when applied to a married couple. So again, you can pay for his care in the nursing home, pay for his medications. And then in this case, it's just a no-brainer. You really need to spend some of that money on a prepaid funeral plan. It converts a countable asset of cash into an exempt asset of a prepaid funeral plan. Again, smart business. Because the wife will have to come up with eight to ten thousand dollars out of her pocket upon his passing. And her assets have already been cut in half. That's asking a lot. So you might as well do it now while he has money on his side to do that. Again, just smart business. You can pay off debt. Guess what? The husband and wife are considered one. So if they have, I'm just making up some numbers, they have a two or three little credit cards, small, they add up to about 10000 You take $10,000 again off of his side, and you pay off their joint debt. You can also pay off the mortgage. Don't know why you wouldn't do it. You can pay off the mortgage. I would do that in a second. Let's say you have, say the spend down is $60,000. Again, I'm just making up numbers, and they have $30,000 left on their mortgage. You write a check for 30, you get rid of the mortgage. Again, his wife has had their assets cut in half. You need to help her and protect her so that she can continue to live independently. You can buy a car. Now, don't go out and buy a Mercedes or a Rolls Royce. Be reasonable about this. But guess what? I have, I have almost all of my female clients saying, Steve, I'm, I'm going to drive every day to see my husband in the nursing home. And so what they do is if this is, you know, if you have like a cash for clunker, right? You have, you have an older car at home and it maybe it's not very dependable. Upgrade it, spend some money and get a, get a newer, more dependable means of transportation. Certainly allowable. And that comes off of his side. And you can also make home repairs. So if the roof needs $5,000 of repair, take it off of his side. Again, it's a joint asset. You can do that. Remember when I mentioned the uh, the retirement accounts in Missouri, 401ks and IRAs are countable assets, meaning 
they would have to be split in half and spent down. In Kansas, they are an exempt asset, and here's an amazing asset protection opportunity. If the couple lives in Missouri and they choose a Kansas nursing home, then the Kansas rules would apply. And what this means is that the at-home spouse's IRA and 401k are exempt. Here are a couple of examples. Recently, I worked with a lady and her husband, lifelong Missouri residents, and she has worked her fingers to the bone. She's losing half of their assets, and she didn't want to lose her her 401k as well. So they chose to place her husband in a Kansas nursing home, and he has the intent to stay. He's now a Kansas resident. Kansas rules apply, and she gets to hang on to her 401k because it's now considered an exempt asset. Uh, I also worked with a lady who lived in Raytown. Uh, her husband was very ill. He needed a nursing home, and she had uh, recently retired from her job that she had worked at for years and years, had about 250000 in a 401k. She chose a Kansas nursing home, and that saved her half because it's now an exempt asset. She doesn't have to split it in half and lose half of it. She said, Steve, I'm not excited about driving all the way to Kansas to see my husband, but I'll drive as long as I need to to save $125,000. It's really a no-brainer. So these are some of the opportunities that you can use for asset protection strategies when dealing with Medicaid. And right after the break, I'll have all sorts of other information for you. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now toll free 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so call now. Toll free 1-800-331-6445. If you ever miss a program, ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, you want to go back or say you're listening to this and you're like, gosh, I wish so-and-so would have been here to hear this. This is just amazing information. No worries. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com and go to the podcast tab and you can click on and listen to any of the podcasts in the recent history. So just go, go over there and check that out. SeniorCareLive.com. And then just go to the podcast tab. All right, back to Medicaid and uh, and some of the weeds. I, I think if we don't get into too many numbers, I, I think uh, I think you start losing people if you start throwing out too many numbers. So I'm trying to get through the concepts here and and kind of proactively answer some of the questions out there. And so we just talked about someone living in Missouri choosing a Kansas resident, so or excuse me, choosing a Kansas nursing home, and then the Kansas rules apply. And sometimes that can be very, very, very powerful. And then let's get into a five-year look back, meaning the state will look at your financial activities going back five years, and they're going to look for any gifts that were made. And the gift could be cash, uh, property, retitling assets, 
setting, uh, excuse me, selling uh, property for less than fair market value. All, all these things are some examples of gifts. Now, they overlook birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, uh, tithing to your church. They'll overlook those sort of things, even though technically they're gifts, they overlook them for now. I'm wondering if that'll ever change. Hopefully not. But pretty much everything else is a gift. And so the rules say that for every, now I'm going to round this off. I'm not going to get in to, uh, it's a different number in Kansas and Missouri, but I'm just going to round it off to 5000 So for every $5,000 that you make as a gift, Medicaid will not pay for one month in a nursing home. So you give away 5000 that will cost you one month of qualification in a nursing home. And again, the gift can be cash, property, selling the asset below market value. Well, Steve, I have a $100,000 house. What if I just sell that to my son for 10000 Okay, you can do whatever you want, but congratulations. For Medicaid purposes, you just made a $90,000 gift. Right? So you got to be real careful with this stuff. So here's an example of this penalty and how it is applied. Let's say you made a gift for $20,000. Doesn't matter how you did it. I'm just using round, easy numbers. You made a gifts, uh, gifts of $20,000 over the last five years. So you take 20000 divided by that 5000 and the number is four. That means Medicaid will not pay for the next four months of your stay in a nursing home. Then in month number five, they'll start paying again. So here's the question. Who will pay for the nursing home cost during that four months? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question, right? I have spoken off the record to many nursing homes in our area. One of them shared with me that just because of this gifting issue and no one being able to pay for X months while the penalty is being enforced, they had written off $750,000 of revenue in nine months. Can't do that very long, otherwise you're going to be out of business. Can't do that very long. This is a huge, huge issue. Now you see why it's critically important to do some planning with a qualified and experienced elder law attorney. Now, I'm not an attorney. I understand this stuff pretty well. But for expert advice, talk to an elder law attorney that practices elder law 100% of the time, all day, every day. Now, what about the nursing home spouse's monthly income? We haven't talked about income yet. We've been talking about assets and gifts. So let's talk about the income because this is a big deal. Here's how it works. The nursing home will take his monthly income, deduct enough to pay for his Medicare insurance. You want to keep your health insurance up. And then he can keep $62 a month in the state of Kansas, $50 per month in the state of Missouri, don't spend it all in one place. Wow, that's hard. That's enough for a Diet Coke and a Snickers bar now and then, maybe a haircut every couple of months or something like that. You know, a dollar, you know, a couple bucks a day. That's it. Now, to be fair, Medicaid pays for everything else, but the point is that's not much money. The rest of the income goes to the nursing home as a copay, and then Medicaid pays them the difference. 
That's exactly how it works. Now, the at-home spouse keeps all of her income, no matter how much she makes. If she makes $10,000 a month, that's hers. She gets to keep it. Well, what if she doesn't make very much? If she makes under, now, at the risk of getting too, too much into the numbers, but these are the federal, these are the numbers. If she makes under $1,992 per month, she can keep some of his income to get her income up to that minimum monthly maintenance needs allowance. Who makes up those acronyms? A minimum monthly maintenance needs allowance. Wow. But that's what it's called. So say if she makes $1,792, she can keep $200 of his income to get her up to 1992 then the rest of it goes to the nursing home as a copay. So this is a major, major issue, and this is why you want to look at asset protection protection strategies for her. What if their combined income was $3,000 per month, which is just really, really common, by the way? Now she has to live on less than $2,000 per month, and she takes a one-third reduction in their household income. But guess what? Her taxes, they don't reduce by a third. They're the same. Her utilities are the same. Her home repairs are the same. How many of us could sustain, right now, could sustain overnight, could sustain a one-third monthly reduction in our income? That would be tough. But that's what the community spouse many times is forced to do. So that's why when we talk about asset protection strategies, this isn't about leaving enough money for Junior to go buy a boat. Any reputable elder law attorney doesn't really care about Junior's boat. They care about the community spouse and their ability to live independently while while sustaining a huge decrease in their monthly income and their assets that they've worked their entire lives for. This isn't about trying to get skate around and get the state to pay for someone's care. This is about protecting the community spouse. That is what this is about. And many people don't even understand that even the nursing home has some money invested in this model because they may charge $200 a day as their normal rate and may accept $187.42 as their maximum Reimbursement and they write off the difference. So even the nursing home has some investment in this model. So there may be some other asset protection strategies that an elder law attorney could use, such as retitling property, using a SPIA or a single premium immediate annuity to reduce the spend down and increase the income for the at-home spouse. And there are lots of other uh, opportunities. But again, again, go to a uh, go to an elder law attorney for this. Now, remember when I said that the house is exempt for now? Well, when the when the nursing home spouse passes away, the state calculates how much they paid for his care. And then if there's anything left in the estate, they're going to go back and they're going to expect to be reimbursed. So let's say he passes and then his wife passes at home and there's there's a house and some other assets where they're going to come back to the estate and they're going to want to be paid back. If there's nothing left in the estate, then there's nothing to repay and then it's written off and you're done. So that's kind of how that works. So we can get into a lot more detail, but we're not going to do that. My recommendation is 
do not and this is this is oh gosh i don't want this to sound negative but look this is very complicated stuff it needs to be handled by a professional that does this at a very high level every single day my recommendation do not let an employee at a nursing home do a division of assets ever ever period it's just way too complicated. The rules are changing all the time. It's absolutely worth the expense to seek advice from an experienced and qualified elder law attorney. Have I harped on that enough? Now, you may know one. You could also go to NALA.org, N-A-E-L-A, National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys.org. You can type in your city, your zip code. It will search and give you all of the elder law attorneys that are accredited by this organization. And guess what? Elder law, you have all these businesses out there seeing 10,000 people retiring a day and all this kind of stuff. So now elder law is kind of sexy and it's, uh, it's kind of a hot business subject and all those sort of things. So you're seeing a lot of general law practices add elder law to their portfolio. And there's nothing wrong with that, but my recommendation, go to an elder law attorney that practices elder law 100% of the time and has been doing this for years. That is your best bet to handle your Medicaid application and your asset protection strategies. And right after the break, I'm going to talk about the five critical factors when choosing a senior care community. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now toll-free 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so call now 1-800-331-6445. All right, so hopefully all of the, the Medicaid information was helpful. And again, if it... Uh, if it was a little bit too much, sorry about that. I try not to get too much into the weeds. I wanted to get into the concept of that. It's just I am asked this question almost every day, different questions about Medicaid. And, again, there is so much horrible, flat-out, inaccurate information out there. It is scary. So when you're one of my clients, you get the straight skinny. <laughs> you get the straight scoop, and all of that is customized to your individual situation and your your needs, uh, et cetera. So that's something I'm I'm really proud of, and that's just part of the conversation. But when I sit down with someone with Senior Care Consulting, one of our new clients, and the the and we're going okay, we need to figure out, we need to determine a lot of things here. So it all starts for me with the care profile, or what I call a selection criteria. And I, I'm with the uh, the KISS method here, the keep it simple, Steve. 
Should I say keep it simple, stupid? That'd be calling myself stupid. All right, I'm not going to do that. Keep it simple, Steve. That's what I do. So very, very straightforward. I boil it down to the five key factors when choosing a senior care community. So we have to determine the facility licensure type. For example, assisted living, nursing home, independent living, residential care, home plus. What is it that we need? And then the level of care, the type of care. So we're looking at general care, memory care, hospice care, skilled nursing and rehab care, mental health care. What do we need? And by the way, all of this, we need to address what is needed today. And I'm also a planner. It's not just about today. It's where we headed. So we have to address these needs and project potential needs for future needs. The third part, a huge part of this equation, and this is an equation. It's just a big equation, big puzzle. Payment methods, how are we going to pay for the care? We're looking at Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care insurance, private pay, VA aid and attendance benefit. How are we going to do this? And then there's location. We all want to be close. So how far out can we look? What is your comfort zone? What's your maximum driving distance or radius? Of course, closer is better. But how far out can we go to seek the best care and the best fit available? And then there's the subjective personal preferences and needs. And a lot of times we don't have anything in that category, but always ask about that. So one, one common example, mother has played piano for the last 60 years. It makes her happy. It fills her soul. It is critically important to her. It would be fantastic if there was a piano there at the care community that mother was welcome to play. Okay, well, we need to find that. Uh, one of my clients, I think I've shared this story before, but real quickly, she's a strict vegan. And this was in 2004, by the way. I think it'd be easier to find today, but back in 04, they'd look at you like, what, a V, a, a vegetarian, no, not a vegetarian, a vegan. <laughs> so that was very difficult, but that wasn't a like to have, that's a must have as far as the selection criteria. So personal preferences and needs uh, many times are part of this equation in the keep it simple, Steve, methodology here. When I meet with my clients, I help them determine the exact fit for their unique situation and needs by developing the detailed care profile. And it takes in consideration all of those pieces, those five pieces, five key factors. I also explain all of the Medicaid information, payment information applied to their situation if that's needed. Many times it is. Uh, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not needed at all. Uh, this past couple of weeks, I've met with you know, probably about half and half. About half the people had needed some of the some of the my clients needed Medicaid fairly soon. Some of them were going to need Medicaid after a year or two, and some of them didn't need Medicaid at all. So just kind of all over the board. But again. Senior Care Consulting, we provide true consulting support for you. The problem that so many people face when they're out trying to do this on their own is that they mix and match some or all of the five key factors. So, for example, I recently met with a, with a gentleman, and, and he said, well, I, I checked out this place and this place and this place. Well, some of them were nursing homes. Most of them were assisted living. 
But he, he spent time, a lot of time, hours in some places that were private pay only. Well, he was going to have to qualify for Medicaid due to the division of assets, and they were just not going to be an option, a long-term option for him at all. But he was doing the best that he could do. Uh, some examples, uh, this one always kind of blows me away. <laughs> so, um, of professionals in the industry making comments, uh, like in a, in a group chat or something like that, where everyone's kind of talking about things. And, and so one person would say, Hey, does anyone know of a, of a great memory care community? And someone will say, Well, what about, you know, this? And, and well, how about that? And, and, and they're just, they're, there's no concern for is it a nursing home, is it home plus, is it residential care, is it assisted living? They're just throwing out names and numbers without knowing, you know, a whole lot more. Uh, and then, of course, someone with one of the free referral services, well, how much money does she have? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, thanks for showing your true colors right up front. She doesn't have enough money. We're not interested in talking to her. It's just ridiculous. I said I'm not going to go on a rant today, so I'm not going to do that. Maybe another time. So then I got on the chat and I said, well, what facility licensure type will she need? Does she need memory care today or is that for later on? Could she get by with general care today? How will she pay for the care? I just went through everything. And I kind of stuck, I kind of, I kind of stuck out as uh, kind of the, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about and everyone else is just throwing names up against the wall. It's, it's, it's incredible. Someone may suggest the wrong place. Look, you just, you have to just be real careful. Oh my goodness. <laughs> be real careful to who you talk to and be real careful with what you're looking at out there. Uh, expect to, to spend about 50 to 100 hours, by the way, doing this on your own. It takes a long time. You know, someone may suggest a place that provides general care when memory care is needed. Sometimes, say, uh, someone may suggest an assisted living facility when a nursing home is needed or in the reverse, vice versa. Someone may suggest a facility that provides general care and maybe your loved one has early stage dementia, but as we know, it's a very predictable decline and you may need memory care down the road. Well, if they don't have that available later on, then guess what? You're going to be moving your loved one again. And then when you're listening to people and their uh, their their comments about a place, look, I could talk, I've been saying this forever, I could talk to 10 people staying at the same senior care community, and I'm going to hear 10 different stories from it was the best place ever to it was the worst place ever to everything in between. So the bottom line, do your homework, and if you need help choosing a senior care facility for your loved one, you can call me right now, one 800 schedule a free consultation we'll walk you right through that save you hours of time and frustration and help you get it right the first time to everyone listening today again I'm honored that you spent part of your day with me listening to this program thank you so very much I'm your host Steve Keeker and I wish you grace and peace may God bless you and your family on this day and always I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 